Alright, what's up guys? So this is Nourish and Cycle and I'm Sarah. And I'm Rachel. So Rachel's gonna tell us like what we're gonna be talking about today. Okay, another controversial um topic. I mean I feel bad because we're kind of really biased nutrition people. But yeah, but every nutrition person is. Okay, so we are going to talk about bad diet confusion. That's what it that's the topic for today. Um, we're going to talk about what are fad diets, what was the original purpose of some of these fad diets, pros and cons of fad diets, potential pitfalls or consequences if you so happen to be on a fad diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so Sarah's going to talk a little bit yeah. about what she thinks fad diets are. Okay, so I was just joking, but Rachel wanted me to put it in. No, I'm just kidding. So I said that fad stands for flippant. Wait, what did I say? Flippin' absurd diet. Flippin' absurd diet. Because honestly, they are really absurd, okay? But it's not what it really stands for. It's just kind of like the diet that's trendy and in right now, basically. Some, like, um, like the keto diet or... Um, what was the other one? The keto Paleo. diet? Paleo. Oh, sorry, gluten, oh gluten-free. gluten-free. Oh, my God, yeah. So the like technical definition is just that it's a weight loss program intended to produce results like too quickly. And it usually involves eliminating one food group or recommending another food group in excess. And then the primary goal is always just like weight loss. Yeah. And in those definitions right there, there are two huge red flags. The first one is it's intended to produce results way too quickly. Yeah. Not sustainable. Yeah. Um, and they're telling you to eliminate an entire food group or consume one in excess. And I'm sorry, but that just sounds crazy. Um, and unattainable. Like, it's just not. There are a couple ones that I just wanted to explain to you. So the paleo diet, that's one that was really big like a few years ago. And basically, it's when you're just mimicking, like eating the foods that were eaten by our hunter-gatherer ancestors. So basically, that's just like not eating any processed foods whatsoever. Yeah. And just eating more natural stuff. You want to tell them about the... Gluten-free diet. Favorite one. Um... It's basically a medical nutrition medical medical nutrition <laughs> medical nutrition diet to <laughs> treat celiac disease, which is when you cannot You're gluten intolerant. Your yeah. body cannot process it. Gluten. Um so you should only be consumed with those that have this gluten intolerance or not be yeah. able to absorb gluten. Um but however, there are plenty of people today that would say otherwise yeah that go on gluten diets that are not necessarily celiac yeah that don't that don't have celiac there's a lot of people that are on this diet that don't have celiac disease and like we were talking about how like oh they're like claiming to see results and feel results it's probably because they're more conscious of what they're eating and they're not eating as much like processed foods you know and so they're kind of attributing that to being gluten-free and it's like it's not necessarily what's going on but I mean, yeah, like, you're going to get, like, benefits from all of these diets, like, mm-hmm. short-term, but... Short-term, that's the um, key. Yeah, but yeah. is it something that you want to, like, put your body through, I guess? And is it something you can do for literally the rest of your life if you don't yeah. have, like, a medical diagnosis? Yeah. Some of these, like, the people who have medical diagnosis don't really have a choice. Exactly. Because they, <laughs> they will have reactions and that will not be good. Like, yeah. Like, really. So, uh, next is 
Intermittent, and I, I never know how to say this word, sorry. Intermittent fasting? Inter- intermittent? Intermittent. Intermittent. <laughs> Basically, you guys know what it is, so stop laughing. Basically, it's just when you're fasting in order to curb any hunger. So, like, I know my husband did this program, like, a year or so ago. I'm not going to name it, but it had to do with fasting, the intermittent fasting. And I tried it with him for, like, two days. And I, I'm sorry, but diets are not for me because I am very, like, I cannot restrict myself when it comes to food. Do you know if it had, like, because uh, a lot of people, I felt like with intermittent fasting, like mm-hmm. they drink a lot of caffeine to suppress them, right? No, they do. So, yeah. like, you could have, like, a cup of black coffee i don't like coffee and well, i tried black coffee, black coffee. Like it was disgusting it is an appetite suppressant yeah black coffee's not bad like but we're not against like it um but that's the way like you you suppress your appetite to get you because he would get up at like eight and he wouldn't be able to eat till like one or something or like two and so obviously your body's gonna be hungry and so he would drink black coffee to kind of suppress that appetite um but yeah, I couldn't last two days because I'm like, I got to have breakfast as soon as I wake up. So that's just another one of the diets. But like we kind of like alluded to in the gluten-free diet, like the original purpose of some of these diets that were created um, were for medical nutrition purposes. Um, mm-hmm. Like people have ha- like had reactions like probably with gluten. They went into the doctor, got diagnosed mm-hmm. celiac. You can get tested for it, mm-hmm. so then you're you kind of like know why you're sick all the time or why this is happening to you, and you like you don't really have a choice. Yeah. And then like the keto diet was is for like epilepsy in children. That was why mm-hmm. that the keto diet was created. Um, yeah. Sarah can tell like the story. Yeah. So the keto diet is just when you're basically consuming like um, a very small amount of carbs and a large amount of like um, fat to be specific. And it's designed for people with epilepsy, which is just when they have, like, seizures and whatnot, just to kind of help them um, eliminate or decrease those seizures. So I was, like, watching this video during my undergrad about this one boy who had um, to be on the keto diet. And I just remember, like, his mom just, like, scooping, like, tablespoons of butter onto his plate because he had to eat that. And, like, when you see people doing that... Like, I know I follow this one person on Instagram who's really big on the keto diet, um, and I'm just like, I know it's going to produce results short term, but is it going to be, you always want, we always want to recommend something that's sustainable long term, because that's really what you want, right? You want results long term. You don't want results just for like a few yeah, months. Yeah, I mean, people who go on diet go on, like, I guess, I don't know if relapse is the right yeah, word, but no, like, for they'll, sure. they'll lose the weight, but then they'll gain it twice as fast. Mm-hmm. And then it's like frustrating and... Mm-hmm. There's just, like, so many, like, psychological, physical oh. consequences of, like, bad diets. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, let's go, yeah, let's go into the pros and oh, cons. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's I a good segue. I love, yeah, <laughs> that part. I love the cons with bad diets. Okay, cause... then I'll go over the pros. Oh, it's, like, I'll very be, small. I'll be the pros. <laughs> like I mean, like, it, okay, these were the pros we could think of, like, mm-hmm. essentially they do provide easy-to-follow rules, like, if mm-hmm. you're kind of, like, that ty- have type A characteristics, like, mm-hmm. structure, they do provide you with, like, this set of mm-hmm. instructions yeah. of, like, what you can and cannot consume mm-hmm. um, or eat. I'm getting a little bit. And then they do produce fast results, like, mm-hmm. fact. So, I mean, if you just want you lose to lose the 50 pounds like, for the wedding and then gain all back, like, go ahead. Not very good for your body <laughs> not very to good for your body fluctuate your weight like that, but because mm-hmm. you're also messing with your metabolism. Yeah. Um, 
But here, Sarah can go a little bit more into the plants. So here are the plants, you guys. So they eliminate certain food groups or nutrients, like the keto diet. Like It basically eliminates carbs, and carbs are the ones you should have in abundance like within your diet. That's the category you need to have the most of. So that's that's just kind of a red flag there. And like we said, you know, it reduces weight so quickly that it also reduces muscle loss. Like it reduces the amount of muscle or whatever. So it's it might be hard to gain muscle if that's your goal if you're on a certain diet. Yeah. And like Rachel said, you know, short-term outcomes um extreme regimen which can lead to eating disorders i have a lot of friends that have had eating disorders and it's like very serious and when you like for example one of my friends who's a dietitian now she was a bodybuilder and she basically for three years was restricting herself to just certain macronutrients like well just certain amounts of the macronutrients like every day and so whenever she got done with competing in these bodybuilding competitions, she had to go to counseling with like a psychologist or a dietitian to help her get out of that mentality that this food is not okay to eat because it's not in my macros. So it just, it can just lead to like a lot of other things, which is... It's like really messes yeah. with your relationship with food, I think. Yeah, it's not um, just like physical. It's definitely mental. Yeah. And like, it's not fun. Like, I mean, food is definitely... A requirement that we have to have every day and like if your relationship with food is very like like not um what's the right word like not healthy uh-huh okay. it's not gonna be fun like you're gonna yeah. have like psychological battles with yourself all the time mm-hmm. I think and like Sarah said like it's actually a really good point it does like and I think it does lead to eating disorders, and mm-hmm. we see more and more people with bad diets today. Yeah. And I think it's, like, increasing that number mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and, like, the results that you guys want, like, they're not unachievable. You know, they can be achieved. It's just going to take a little bit of time, but that extra amount of time you're putting in will lead to longer-lasting results. So don't feel like this if you're not on this diet that you're not gonna ever you know lose the weight or gain the muscle or whatnot there's super healthy ways to do it it just takes more time and dedication i think it's hard today because we're so fast-paced and we get things so fast like we want Mm -hmm. and it's no it's no different with like our diet and our weight and our body image and everything and so so true that's what results like fast yeah that's what's just like hard and like bad diet is like an answer to a lot of it Mm -hmm. but it's also not answer yeah exactly so some pit some some main like some pretty main pitfalls of bad diets for athletics and just like active students like you guys Mm -hmm. and I'll go into like some of the running Mm -hmm. things I've seen is poor energy levels during physical activity so like Sarah said if you're cutting out so for instance like runners if you're cutting out carbs like that's the Mm -hmm. main source for us that's what we burn like right away during our running Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't like necessarily burn protein because um, it's, it's anaerobic yeah. it's an, or not sorry it's yeah. aerobic yeah. Um, and so if you're cutting out carbs mm-hmm. you what? are essentially oh like bye bye muscle <laughs> like, yeah and like you're just gonna be like fatigued you're gonna be like working out more but being more but eating less and like mm-hmm. you're gonna be energy deficient mm-hmm. which leads to fatigue which leads to like deficiencies, Mm -hmm. injuries, like a ton of things. And like 
one thing I've seen a lot with run, with marathon runners mm-hmm. is like they'll it's not like a fat diet or anything, but yeah, they'll try to like um go on what's called like a depleted run, mm-hmm. not eat, oh yeah, not like they'll try oh, yeah, to train. Book talks about yeah, it. they'll try to train their bodies for like burning fat in a marathon because essentially okay what happens is like your your main source of energy is carbs throughout the marathon mm-hmm. but like the you you basically run on empty though like so the last couple miles you're you're burning fat mm-hmm. so they're trying to like be super efficient i guess you could so say. like they don't eat before yep and like so they're running depleted mm-hmm. and it's like injury risk and stuff but that was kind of a tangent but basically like they essentially eliminated like I guess not necessarily just carbs, like a fat diet, but they eliminate the eating in general. So it's like, not so good. So that's even like, worse. Please eat. Like, like uh, before their runs. Um, yeah, I've but, heard that a lot. Like, people think that they're going to... So basically, people, like, if they have, like, a morning workout, they won't eat any food because they think that it's going to burn, like, those fat stores that they have. Honestly, guys, yeah. too, it's like, you don't even know if that's, good, that's what's happening yeah, in your body. Everyone's different. Like, it's just how how are you testing this? Mm-hmm. But you know, to each to each their own. Like, but it also like bad diets also increase the risk of for cramping. Um, mm-hmm. That's like probably I mean that's a dehydration too. Yeah, um, and like I was talking about, like you're increasing your risk of injury because you're not getting enough probably nutrients or like calories mm-hmm. for your body in general. And if you're working right. out, you're increasing like the calories you need mm-hmm. by working out but you are eliminating them in your diet. So you and the ones you need on a daily basis. So it's yeah. like extreme. So you're way more um, at risk for injury, which mm-hmm. is what I see a lot in our sport. And then, um, I mean, those kind of go in hand with poor focus and mood and cognition. So yeah. Like, you're, like, imagine if I wasn't eating carbs for my run and I'm, like, hammering and I, like, mm-hmm. get really, I'm probably going to fatigue way faster. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then my like focus is like cooking. it's not gonna be there because you're gonna be so yeah. hungry you're gonna be so focused on like that hunger pain yeah so yeah. we're gonna kind of um go into like I guess what we like to call intuitive eating which is like a huge thing for Sarah I so know I love it about all this. about it you guys um I mean yeah I think it's like honestly the best way and it's so funny because when I found out about intuitive eating when I was working at WIC like it was like the most basic thing and I'm like wait isn't that what we're supposed to do in general because all intuitive the big thing I want to say all of it is but the big takeaway from intuitive eating is just listening to your body so like when you're I know like what it was like when you're hungry eat and when you're full and not stuffed full stop eating like it's just like the easiest concept and and it's funny because that's what we would teach to children to the parents of like the children like let the children decide when to stop eating you know what I mean so it's just the same thing with adults you know like adults need they should eat when they're hungry and stop when they're not and you know I was explaining this to one of my friend's husbands and he was like well then I'll just like eat Oreos all day and I was like go ahead eat Oreos all day tell me how you feel after that because it also it's about like when you eat something like listening to your body and how you feel like do you really feel good after eating a large pizza you know versus like eating you know chicken and maybe like mac and cheese and like yeah. asparagus you know like how does your body feel differently I that's think, kind of the main point yeah and it can go into like maybe like uh, knowing the difference between when you're hungry yeah when you're um bored i guess oh and you're, yes, like, why? Sure. why are you eating but i think right. when you were talking like i think it's hard because a lot of like 
we're we were taught like breakfast, lunch, dinner, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, what if you're? I mean, this kind of goes against what we were talking about, but uh-huh. like, what if you're just like you had a huge meal the night before and you're not so hungry for breakfast, mm-hmm. but like after your workout you eat a lot more. Um, yeah. And you know, every everyone's a little different. I think when yeah. it speaks more to like athletes, I it's so hard with me like when it comes to like athletes because their nutrition is is vastly different I feel like from just like the everyday average person like you know if you're not if you're not hungry right before a workout and you're just going to like do an hour workout at the gym don't feel like you have to force yourself I mean if you could it would be great to just have maybe like some sort of carb like a granola bar or something like that Mm -hmm. but I mean if you're like at that point where you're like you know like I'm going to throw up if I eat this like don't eat it because you don't want to throw up but like at the same time like you shouldn't wait until you're starving to eat. No, you I, know, that's kind of, like, the big thing. Yeah, a lot of that. times, like, what I'll do is, like, I know I'm hungry, but I know dinner's not going to be ready for an hour. So mm-hmm. I'll eat, like, something little. Yeah. Um, yeah I was going to be like, oh, you know, appetizer? Apple, I'll eat, like, an apple. But, uh-huh. like, let's be real. I don't always eat apples. And we're not yeah. super nutritious all the time. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll eat, like, an English muffin with butter okay. or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, this is going to be, like, enough to suppress my hunger until yeah. I get, like, my full meal. Mm-hmm. But... You're just, like, listening to your cues, you know? Yeah, because... And you probably won't eat as much at dinner as you would have before, you know? It's just... Yeah. Really... It's hard. Intuitive... I still struggle with intuitive eating. Oh, same here. Like, it's... Like, there will be times where, like, um, I'll be, like, eating, like, too much. And I'm like, I just have to finish my plate. Because that's, like, the motto I was brought up with. Like, finish everything on your plate. I'm like, but I'm, like, so stuffed. And I'm, like, trying to finish my plate. people don't want to waste food. Oh, wait. That's a huge thing. I'm... Um, In my household, like, I do not care about, like, wasting food. Like, because I feel like it's... I mean, I would prefer not to. You know, just maybe if you don't want to waste food, like, just put smaller portions on your plate yeah. and if you're hungry go back for more like there's nothing wrong with going back yeah. for seconds like at all no I'm like that too like I feel like I need to finish what I eat yeah but that's just because that's of how the- we were brought yeah. up yeah the the big takeaway is about intuitive eating is that like you don't have to count calories you don't have to car- count carbs macros or points if you do weight watchers like and it's something that's sustainable and it's not even in a diet it's just how we were designed to eat you know what I mean I guess you could call it a diet but it's not really I mean, accurate it's kind, of, it's kind of hard like the yeah. diet it, thing so yeah it, I wouldn't say it's um I wouldn't say it's a diet like a fad diet kind of thing I would say it's it's just like a way of eating basically um and yeah, so that's just that's just a little bit about intuitive eating. Yeah, sorry if we kind of went on a tangent, but we confused you. Basically, you know? like, <laughs> I mean, you know, the bread and I mean the bread and butter, like, is just we just want ditch the diet. Like, it's never good to be on a diet mm-hmm. um, unless like you're clinically yeah to, yeah. But um, and eat just eat a well balanced diet. Just we're not saying like that. you have to be perfect and eat like what the so recommendations right yeah, yeah no and like you like ma i believe in variety and moderation mm-hmm. like i eat real sure. food you know mm-hmm. like i eat butter and i eat ice cream but like i kind of yeah. so like yeah if you're craving like sweets like mm-hmm. don't deprive yourself of right because like ugh, yeah that's just a whole other <laughs> but like you know just like ditch the diet and eat a well-balanced diet and like try intuitive eating if you mm-hmm. want like if you never heard of it just like listen to your body see what your body feels um, like you know or what I mean? if you have something that's working already for you that's sustainable mm-hmm. you know that's awesome yeah but- 
And I just we just want to let you guys know that like all of our information today came from the website that has come from the other few podcasts from sportsrd.org and then from Nancy Clark's book, Sports Nutrition Guidebook, if you guys are wondering. Um, but yeah, um, just don't forget to take the post quiz on Baby Learn. And thanks for listening. See ya. Thank you.